0: Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the BU podcast. And this is a bonus episode, by the way. And I have um, a guest here, Niamani. Is that how you pronounce your name?
1: Yes. Perfect.
0: Oh, I got it right. Let's go.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So this is actually my first time doing like a visual podcast. It's going to be on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and I'm going to try to upload this to my um, YouTube channel. But how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. How are
0: you? I'm so good. I'm telling you, I'm so good, especially for, like, you know, being in quarantine still. And, you know, the Bahamas is starting to open back up, but I'm doing good. You know, before um the country was even starting to open back up, I wasn't doing so good. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know you guys have country.
1: some things happening out there, too, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, there's a lot of things happening out there too. So, um, I invited you on the podcast to share your views about, um, the death of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor and many others, and also, you know, racism that is going on and how can we be, um, together and unify, be unified in this situation, especially in this hard time, um, for everyone who's listening and not watching the visual podcast um i have a black sister on here and she's going to share her views on what she thinks about it. we had a marquise and i just wanted to have like you know a bunch of motivational speakers on my podcast to talk about it to see what your views on i know people on the podcast have been hearing what i have to say about it um it was so heartbroken i i mean, it was so heartbreaking i didn't know how to feel like mm-hmm. i couldn't phantom what my feelings were i couldn't like even right now i'm still feeling a little you know shaken by it but um since i already say how i feel about it and they already know how i feel about it like i feel very sad i feel very you know moved by it and how do you feel by how do you feel about it
1: yeah i mean i think it's the same i think it's the same for a lot of people that have watched the video first with george floyd um, when it first came to my attention, my heart was just in tears. I actually had to take a step back from watching the news off social media for a few days because I was like, first of all, this is just crazy that this was shown on national television. Um, how right. do I begin to process this mentally? Um, cause I think that's a lot where it starts off with, was with mental health and with this happening during mental health month. That was my first thing was like, okay, I just hope everyone's in a good mental space for this. Secondly, with having a little brother, um, I'm always scared for him. So it's wow. always like, how do I make sure that I can protect him? And so I think that was a little conversation that me and my family had to have, especially. I mean, he's the only boy in our family. Um, and he's very, very chocolate, very chocolate. Wow. His yeah. body, his body structure. Me I'm too like, he's gonna be a big boy. So we're like, definitely, okay, how do we make sure we're having these conversations? With him just to educate him on everything that's happening, but also not to ignite fear in him. Um, because yes, there are, there are, um, there are good, good things that have not necessarily this, his death was definitely terrible, but I've been moved by everything that's happening, yeah,
0: the conversations okay. that are
1: ha- happening to happen. Um, now the education that's being instilled in so many people that just didn't know before. So people are wow, finally yeah. saying, look, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. I finally understand what was being said. And so that has definitely mm-hmm. moved me during this time, um, as well as the role that I play in it. Because I think that's, for longest, that was like, what What can I do?
0: Yeah. Wow, that is so good. You said a lot in like, one bunch. But, you know, racism has been something that um, we have been dealing with for so many years. And the fact that it's still going on is crazy to me. I, I just wanna say that. The fact that we still have racism is so crazy to me. But um, I believe that when George Floyd died, we got so sick and tired of racism and we said enough is enough. So we finally came together um, in unity and we started to protest. Some some of yeah. us did it peacefully and some of us did it in our own unique way. But the, the main part of it is that it um, brought us together And it's getting us closer to justice, what I love so much. So I want to ask you, have you been to any protests?
1: I personally haven't been to the protests. Um, One of the things for me was finding what my platform was in it. Was it through protests? Was it through social media? Um, As a teen founder of an educational organization, I saw that that was my platform. To be able to educate people, to also create a platform, especially in low-income and underserved communities for students to have access to education. That has always been my platform. That's something that I've fought for since the age of 13 and working with educational leaders, um, people that are in higher positions to be able to have authority and to, to make this happen. So that is something that I've been working on in the background to, to try to make, make in light of this um, to create that platform for students, especially high schoolers and middle schoolers that are having this conversation right now and are trying to adapt to, to a world that i in a world and a conversation that I don't know if anyone was ready for, but fortunately um, we're all being able to come to the table and it's not even just a U S problem anymore. This is something that's got even bigger than that. There's thousands of people all across the world, which has inspired me so much even more.
0: Wow. That is so good. So you've seen the protests online and everything. All right. So, you know, as a black sister who has a black brother, Have your parents um, or grandparents gave the talk to you about when you're stopped by a cop, what to do?
1: Yeah, um, absolutely. We've definitely had that conversation. I am actually fortunate as well to work with police officers within my organization. Um, And specifically, police officers of all different cultures and diversity, but specifically Black police officers that are in influential and leadership roles. Um, And so the conversation even coming from them Um, and talk, being able to sit down and talk to them was even so inspirational on, um, the mindset of cops sometimes and making sure that they can make it back home to their family. So being responsible when a police officer pulls you over, you just talk through everything. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's very sad to say, but especially for our black brothers, um, being able to sit them down and like, Hey, there's certain things that you'll just will never be able to do. And that's something that will never be able to happen. Mm -hmm. Like You can't walk in a in a pack full of people that look like you down the street in the middle of the night, like someone's going to say something. Um, So it's, it's very sad, but having those conversations, I think are so important and just, just being able to educate people to get them into, because a lot of people are saying we want change. We want change. Let's make change happen, especially with the youth. Um, And let's educate you and get you into those positions of leadership. Mm -hmm. So you can really start having these dynamic conversations and making these decisions Mm -hmm. on behalf of, your generation, but also future generations to
0: come. Um, so that, that's so good. Again, that is so good. Okay. Like I tell every guest, I have to re-listen to the podcast because, you know, it just gives me a lot of knowledge. Not to listen to myself. Yeah. I'm not talking, <laughs> but to listen to um, the person who I'm interviewing. But um, having that experience about, you know, talking about the color of your skin and knowing that you are being treated differently um, because of the color of your skin, how does that make you feel?
1: Um I would say I feel like I've been fortunate in a sense my mother and even my older sisters because mm-hmm. me and my sisters are pretty far apart in age, and so my mom was mm-hmm. always one that sought the best for me um, yeah. so I whether it was seeking new academic programs or seeking things that weren't in my community, like mm-hmm. I was my mom would drive me to an an hour to school every single day before we moved into the community that I'm in now. Just to make wow. sure that I had access to a four year engineering program, which wasn't in my community that I lived in, but not everyone's parents or not everyone's families are can do that um so it's always been my thing just to to be that for some other person and now to take it and give it back. Right. So I know that I've been very blessed, and i I know people that are going to be able to provide platforms for me, but that's not the same in every community, especially. Right. In communities of color so it's like how can I be that light and go and take what has been gifted to me and listen to other people.
0: Um, and I just want to say this right um, being a young black man especially if I get pulled over by a cop seeing what's going on now it scares me. Yeah. Um, I live in the Bahamas so we don't get pulled over by cops and get killed because, you know, the Bahamas is a predominantly black country. Um, yeah. We do deal with racism. Be- um, people who lived in the Bahamas before us um, was slaves. Um, so we had all of that here, <clears throat> but we don't really deal with it on a consistent basis as America does and as other countries do. But when I go to America, it scares me a little bit to know that I am a black young man who could potentially be getting in conflict with a white officer. Um, It does not pass my mind every time because I'm a a person who who loves life. I love to live. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to be thinking about that to every white person. I have white friends and that doesn't mean anything. I'm going to explain that in a second because people say it don't matter if you have white or black friends, but, Literally, when I um, be with my friends, it's not like you're black, you're black, you're white, you're white. I'm going to treat you like this. I'm going to treat you like that. It's like I treat everybody like they're humans. And so because I treat everybody like humans, I couldn't fathom why um, was a white cop on a black man. I know. Yeah, and I think it's... It, 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 you could say it.
1: I was going to say, I think that's such an interesting conversation, and that's something that <clears throat> um, I always look at my brother at,'cause especially when he was he was younger, um my my thing is always, can we go back to the mindset of a kid when color and race didn't have anything to do? like yeah. you were just kids, you were just playing. it didn't matter the color of your skin, it didn't matter if, heck, the disabilities that people people yeah. have in life. You were just playing because you enjoyed the playing and you enjoyed mm-hmm. having fun with just people. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times when we grow up, that's taken away from us. There's a lot more emphasis placed on the color of our skin. There's a lot more emphasis played on our political views. There's a lot more emphasis placed on um the cities and the the places that we live in rather than just hey, we're people. these are the similarities that we have. Here are the differences. Let's talk them. Let's talk them out. Let's get to know our differences, but then let's yeah. just go back to having fun as people
0: right. Mm-hmm. And so racism. okay. There was also there was always racism, but I didn't experience it. So I didn't know how it felt. I couldn't really say, okay, I know how racism, racism feels. But racism, this is why it hurt me when I saw George Floyd died from a white cop on his neck. Because racism became real for me when a white lady, because this thing was going around where, um, you know, black people eat chicken a lot or whatever it was. And I didn't know. But this lady was literally recording me and my mom, my grandmother, eating chicken and putting it in her chat group and laughing about it with whoever she was like, I don't know if it was a family or friends, but they were laughing in the group and she denied it. But I saw the flash and I saw when she turned her phone laughing emojis and a video of us. (laughs) That's when I know that's not um, experiencing racism at the highest degree at the highest level. But I, when I experienced it, I was so angry. I yeah. didn't realize why people feel so angry when they experience it until that point. I was so angry, I didn't even know what to do. I didn't know whether I would go to the nearest officer in the airport and say, hey, this lady's taking a video of us and if he will be on my side or not
1: hmm.
0: because of the color of my skin. And then another thing too is, I sat down and asked myself, I said, why do I have, why did I have to be afraid when I was in Florida and we got lost on this long road? And when the police pulled up, my heart started to race. Yeah. It, it was, it was so sad for me because like, I know there's racism, but when I am around white people, I don't treat them like they're different than me. I don't look at them for their color, even though people say, yes, yes, I see the color. Of course I see the color. I'm not blind to the color, but I still see you as human. Your color is not going to change the way I treat you, okay? Um, You didn't do, and and this is for all, and I want to give you, I want to let you to say a message to the white folks as well, and I want to say a message to them as well. You didn't do it. So you don't have to feel sorry for us. We don't want you to feel sorry. We're not downing you. We're not saying that your life does not matter. But we're trying to say that no life matter until Black, black lives matter. If you're going to say all lives matter, Black lives matter as well. So we're trying yeah. to emphasize Black lives matter because for years and years, we have not mattered. Also. You didn't do it, like I said. We don't want you to feel bad. We just want you to fight with us. We want you to unify with us so that there can be um, racial reconciliation taking place. I believe that we're making so much progress until we uh, until this is actually going to be history.
1: Yeah.
0: What do you have to say about it?
1: I I'm going to continue your thought because... Yes, I feel like we've seen more progress in the last three weeks to a month than I've seen ever in my life, which has been very inspiring to me. Um, I've seen a lot of younger generations our age to people that are um, in their early 20s leading these leading and advocating on behalf of other cultures and minorities, um, which has inspired me even even more. Um, there's something that is very powerful in the voice of the youth there's something that creates change um Mm -hmm. and there's something about the conversations and having discussions like this that provokes provokes thought but it provokes change in the doing of it so i um my thing is always encouraging people to have these conversations to not be afraid to have these conversations i think it's it's so funny i was sitting in my senior senior class um whoa, it's been like a year now since I graduated high school. Um, but we were having lucky, this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We were having this conversation on race. And um, I, I am in a predominantly um, Caucasian area. Um, and I was one of two black kids in the class. And so, of course, we were very, we were very close to each other. And um, this, it got a little silent at some point And this kid in the class he was like okay why the heck does it always get silent when race comes up like why does this always have to be a conversation conversation barrier something that no one wants to talk to and i think and i'm hoping and praying that this does change now um especially Mm -hmm. after all this is happening as kids go back into school because there are still going to be people that feel hurt one of the things that um, i've seen is a lot of people have so much to say that sometimes all the yelling and screaming we're not hearing anything we're not hearing what anyone wants to say. and so with that, I'd always just say, take some time to listen to, to both sides, take some time to, to listen to the problems that are happening in today's society. And then, like you said, let's see how we can come together to unite and to, to create change because it's really going to take every single person to do it. And that's on any platform, whether that's you protesting, whether that's you promoting through social media, whether that's people in political offices to um, their voting and doing their part in, in places of leadership, for me, it's sitting on education forums. So each of us doing our part, that's what's going to essentially provoke change.
0: Yeah, that is so true. And when you said that you were um, the only Black person in in your class with another Black person, I could relate to that because when I um, moved to Indiana for my seventh grade, I believe, no, sixth grade, it was like, a lot of white people, and I was the only black one. Um, wow. and there were racist people there, and because I was so young, I and I didn't know what racism really was. Yeah, people were saying racist things to me, and I, I didn't even understand. Like the thing about oh, I remember, okay, <laughs> and this is a funny story. I remember when these group of girls came and say, Oh, you're so cute. They were older than me. Oh, you're so cute. I love your hair. All of that. And touching all over me. I was like, okay, I'm just a ladies' man, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't think of it like this was racism. Yeah. Now hearing people's stories and what they actually meant by that, it's like, yeah, I really wasn't a ladies' man. I was, that was just racism, you know? And so um, now being educated on it, It's so awesome because I know how to move. Um, I know how to think about it. And also you said this. um, Well, I'm going to say this, right? So we usually have our conversations about racism um, separately. White people talk about racism with their people and Black people talk about racism with their people. And the conversations are different in in, in different ethnicities, households um, the white people might say, um, when you go out there, girl, you better hold your purse tight. There's going to be some black people out there and us white people are going to be like, okay, when you go out there, um, conduct yourself, calm down. If anybody says anything racist to you, don't react out of your feelings. When you get stopped by a cop, calm down, do what the cop says. But what about if we had, um, this racial conversation together, I think it will be a better understanding. And I love how I see a lot of black people teaching about, teaching white people about our culture, about what to do, what not to do, what is annoying, what is not annoying. Because sometimes people have a background of racism. They don't know that they're racist, but they yeah, are.
1: Sometimes people just don't know.
0: They you just don't, don't know, know
1: what you don't know.
0: Yeah. And I think racism is just, you know, oh, um, well, they think because they like everyone is not racism. You could still be racist. I mean, there are some black racist people as well. Racism is not pointed at just whites. Some black people are racist as well. You know what I mean? When, <laughs> and it, and this is so funny when I watched Pastor Mike and he said this, um, some black people would walk in a room full of white people and say, "Oh, this must be a quinceañera. Or when you walk in a room with full of black people, you may be like, "Oh, this is a barbecue." You know what I mean? And so we have these. There is actually a. Yeah. There
1: was a quiz going around on social media. It was like, <clears throat> "Do you are you really observant to the things that you say and the things that you do?" Um, especially wow. when you enter other. <clears throat> when you enter um, into rooms full of people of different cultures. Um, And I think sometimes we act not necessarily thinking about it. We just kind of act out of what our normal response would be, Mm -hmm. Um, which, which in return creates something that we weren't thinking, we weren't thinking or intending to do. Um, And so definitely having those conversations and more being self-aware, but also being educated and, working with people in various communities helps, um, in that area.
0: Yeah. So we have reached the end of this podcast. You give so much insight. Um, like I said, I have to listen to this podcast again and sis, just thank you so much for coming on girl, because you know, thank you
1: for having me.
0: Yeah. These things are so hard to talk about. You have to, you know, be bold to talk about these things to know if you're actually saying the right thing. And once you educate yourself, you're not saying the wrong thing or the right thing or whatever. It's just, you know, we are standing up and all of us have a, should have a common goal, which is to end racism. This has been too long. And I believe that, you know, this is my belief, right? God's going to get the glory from all of this. Yeah. We are coming together. We are being unified. Um, we love, by the way, I didn't say this on the last podcast with Marquise, but I want everybody to know that if you're white, if you're black, if you're tall, if you're short, if you're gay, if you're non-gay, whatever you are, we love you. We love you. We love everybody. The main That's message right. is all love. Where there is love, we could drive out racism. We could drive out hate. We could drive out all sorts of things. And so thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I'm so glad that you chose this podcast to listen to. Make sure you go follow um, Niamani. Where can they follow you?
1: At Knight.
0: Yeah. Go follow her. She has so much <laughs> great videos there and quotes there. Oh, they just bless me. I just, you know, <laughs> yeah. So go follow her. Um, hopefully she gets into podcasting soon because you are so intelligent. You're so smart.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for coming on, Imani, and I'll see everybody else in the next episode. I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode, by the way. Peace.